For Muslims around the world, Ramadan is well, extraordinary time, most most sacred time of the year. It's a time of, of reflection, of, of of spiritual quest, of dedication. Sunrise to sunset is the critical time. Muslims fast from eating and drinking and, and pray through that period, day and night. It's also a time to connect with family and community, especially at that, that joyous moment of iftar, the, the sundown meal that breaks that daily fast. Now, for, for Sydney Muslims, uh, a place that's been growing in popularity for iftars in, in recent years is the Lakemba Ramadan night markets in Sydney's west. A vibrant, bustling collection of, of street food vendors. And, well, the markets have grown uh, and changed. Some might use the word gentrified. Uh, now drawing a crowd there for, well, just a fun feed rather than anything to do with religious observance. Salia Iqbal is a journalist with Pedestrian TV, host of the podcast Here's the Thing Though. Uh, she has written uh, about the Lakemba Ramadan market's growth and, and its change over the years, and she joins us now. Salia, welcome. The, the night markets in Lakemba, I mean, when did you start going there? Oh, years and years ago, like since I was. Yeah, maybe like 10, 11. It was a family thing. Yeah, it's always been a family thing for me, like going with my mum and my uncles and aunties. And also like the Muslim community in Sydney, you tend to like know one another as well. So I would often go there because I know I would run into people that I know that I haven't seen for a while. I used to go to like a Muslim school when I was younger and I still run into people I went to school with there all the time, even though I never see them outside of the market. So it's very communal. Just because it's grown so much, can you describe what it was like when you were a, a, a young woman? I mean, it was quite a simple affair originally. Yeah, it's wasn't? always had the hustle bustle that it currently has. And I think it's probably had the same amount of stalls, but it was more intimate. Um, a few years ago, it was definitely more insulated as well. So it was like, majority of the participants or people coming to the markets were other Muslims. You didn't typically see non-Muslims at the event unless they were there like with Muslim friends. So it was, yeah, quite, I think, closed and also just, yeah, like smaller <laughs> in terms of the amount of people there. It wasn't so busy. And I think it had a stronger sense of intimacy in the sense that we tended to know more of one another as well. Like I would almost always know people I was in line with and stuff. So it was a real community sense, I guess, that's that's the important. And, and a community of people at this time of year engaged in a common experience and a common experience which is grounded in faith. So what's happened? Um, I think the markets, I mean, as you mentioned earlier, have become quite gentrified and only very recently as well. Like I would say only within the last two years, maybe even starting from last year, so quite recent. Because before that, Lakemba had a bit of a reputation, I think, a negative one, partially because of media coverage, partially because of people like Pauline Hansen talking about how, look at these Muslims overrunning the country. Do we want the rest of Australia to mm. look like Lakemba? Like, I think it had a lot of negative media coverage before that and was seen as a bit of a no-go zone. And then the markets just kind of grew in popularity and so did things like food blogging and social media. And I think TikTok is probably a big 
one for the Ramadan night markets because then people who were going began sharing videos of the food they were eating and how wonderful the vibes were. And, you know, it's like people look at that and they're like, I want to go too. That looks really cool, which it is cool. Uh, and so last year, it was quite jarring how suddenly it blew up and became really popular. When I went last year, I noticed how much more diverse the attendeeship was. Like it wasn't just kind of local Muslims in Sydney anymore. It was a lot of people from different backgrounds and religions and cultures uh, attending it. But it also meant like lines were much longer, mm. food's more expensive because, I mean, how can I blame a business for wanting to make their money? So <laughs> food's more expensive. And also with that came, I think, a rise in a bit of disrespectful behavior towards the Muslim community, probably largely in part because people attending the markets often attend it thinking it's just another food market, uh, just another kind of Sydney food festival. And actually, obviously, it's an event rooted in like a holy religious month that is like really valued by local Muslims, especially in a place like Sydney or Australia where Muslims kind of make up a minority of yeah. the population. So we really value having spaces to share with one another, to celebrate things with one another, because we don't typically have those spaces. Well, especially at a time like this, a space of of shared you know, collective sense at a time of, of a spiritual time, a religious time, that's an important thing. And to have that sort of shared sense amongst a community in a safe place, is that's a powerful thing. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, when we've seen, like, the rise of things like Islamophobia yeah. And racism, then those spaces start to become really sacred because it's kind of one space where you never have to look over your shoulder or worry about people giving you looks because you're at you're at home in a lot of ways, you know. If broader Sydney is coming to Lakemba to, in its way, celebrate Muslim culture, that's a tremendously positive and empowering thing potentially. And yet, if that though crowds out the original intent of the gathering that becomes, again, a, a negative. It's, it's a hard thing to manage. Yeah, because I think, like, initially the concept is beautiful. It's like, wow, look at all these people coming together to join Muslims in their celebrations. And if that is all it was, then that would be really great. And I don't think you would be seeing any complaints. But because there have been reports, I mean, that I've received from, like, people I know and people messaging me on Instagram because I cover these kinds of things, people complaining to me about, like, seeing tourists mocking the accents of vendors and making fun of them, essentially, like, racially bullying them. I mean, when I went to the markets last year, somebody told me to go back to where I came from, which shocked me because I was literally in Lakemba, <laughs> like, the last place you would expect racism because it is something that you learn to expect and it is something you learn to anticipate especially if you're like me like a visibly muslim woman i wear a hijab i have dark skin like i don't i look muslim mm. in that way um and so often you know we're more likely to be targets of nasty behavior just because it's obvious who we are and what our identity is and then i actually went this year as well and it's even like more crowded and the vibe is different to last year because last year when I went it was like there were a lot of new people here but it still very much feels like it does feel like the markets and it does feel like Ramadan nights yep. and then I went this year and I was like wow for the first time in my life attending the markets I think I'm actually in the minority here there was just not as many Muslims there <laughs> which surprised me what's brought that change 
I think social media and media coverage in general is a big one. I've seen heaps of publications, even, you know, news anchors on Channel 7, really talking about how great the markets are, everyone should go, how exciting, which obviously just pulls in a lot of people who like want to experience new cultures. And that's so fine. Like, it's totally okay to want to experience new cultures, new foods, and want to go to these events. And I think for a lot of people, it's like well-intentioned, like, Mm. There's this really interesting event up and I want to go and that seems fair. But I think with that, there has been less kind of understanding of what the event is. And so because of that, people are maybe not really attending it with the mindset that this is an event essentially held for Muslims. It's held during Ramadan to honour iftar meals that Muslims have together. And once you start removing it of its, uh, I guess, origin story. Taking it out of context, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, how can you expect people to come here and be respectful to Muslims if they don't even really know what this market is for or about? Tell me about that iftar meal in your experience. What do you make a beeline for? Oh, so I'm Pakistani and my family loves to have a traditional Pakistani iftar, which consists of a lot of deep fried entrees, my favourite thing. (laughs) (laughs) like a deep fried entree. Yeah, pakoras, you know, day butter. Like these are foods that are like deep fried, carby and very yummy. And you can find a lot of those at the markets as well. There's quite a few Pakistani stalls. There's lots of foods that I would, you know, I would have grown up eating that are still there. And yeah, like iftar is meant to be quite, you know, a jubilant occasion in the sense that like it's really beautiful connecting with other people a lot of muslims might be visiting family that they don't ordinarily see too often but they'll really make the effort to see during ramadan Mm. and so breaking your fast together i think is quite intimate it's quite beautiful and so when people do it together at the markets although i think a lot of people to be honest break their fast at home and then go to the markets Mm -hmm. because they're open until like 2 or 3 a.m So a lot of Muslims pray Tarawih, which is a prayer that you do during the night in Ramadan. And they finish up at like 9 p.m. at like even, you know, at the local mosque, often, you know, at Lakemba Mosque, which is like right next to the market. So a lot of people would go do their prayers there and then go to the markets afterwards. And of course, Islam's not a monoculture, as you say, you're a Pakistani Muslim. Uh, And so the, the range of food, the range of offerings there must be extraordinary. Yeah, there are. There are so many stalls from do- so many different cultures. And that's also one of the really great parts of it because, like, Muslim isn't like a culture, you know, it's a religion made up of many different cultures. And so it's nice to connect with people in more than just one way. So it's nice to connect with other Muslims in both cultural means and religious means. It, like, unites us, which is really nice. As you say, it, I mean, there should be great positivity in this. Um, mm hmm. If people can approach this extraordinary occasion with with respect and with with curiosity, I guess that that would be yes, exactly. the key. But you wrote a piece, uh, I think this was last year. The behaviour of some white people I've seen at Sydney's Ramadan markets makes me want to gatekeep. Yeah, I did. <laughs> this this was last year, so this this is a bit a bit of theme in your consciousness. Yes, it has been because look, I'm all for sharing culture and food, and I think Muslims in general love to share their food. So we love that. That's why these markets exist in the first place, and while they've been going on for many years that's why we've never had any problems before but the issue now is honestly just racism and islamophobia seeping into this space that until now has been very respectful because it's not like non-muslims have not been coming to the markets they have been it's just in greater numbers now which again is okay but with that is unsurprisingly the rise of you know just unsavory behavior like when i went this year while i was 
surprised by being like kind of a minority in the space. It wasn't a problem, but it became a problem when, you know, I was in line for a stall this year and there was a group of tourists in front of me, like American tourists, and they were just not very nice to like the stall owner. And it felt a little bit racially charged to me. Like there was a strange vibe of these women like saying that, oh, you didn't give me this, you know, you, you forgot to give me this. And then just being quite aggressive about it. And I think when you're like a person of color who has gr- lo- like lived and grown up in a white majority area, you tend to be aware of biases mm. that other people don't notice. You have an antenna. Yeah, you honestly do. And you can tell when somebody is just asking you questions and when somebody is treating you differently because of your skin color. And it definitely, there were a couple of times where I felt that, you wouldn't be speaking to this man like this if he wasn't like a brown man who was struggling to speak uh, English with you. Like there is a vibe here that I don't like um, and that I find to be quite disrespectful and it feels racially charged. And there's just other things as well, like talking about how weird and gross certain food is, which ask any young Muslim or even just any young ethnic person that has grown up in Australia about lunchbox shaming, and that will hit a chord. <laughs> <laughs> lunchbox shaming is, is a, a diagnosed phenomenon. It really is. There's so many children who grow up feeling shame for their culture's food because the dominant culture around them tells them that it's stinky or smelly mm. or gross or weird. And then you go home and you're like, mum, stop giving me sa- like curries. I just want to bring a sandwich to school. Even though this is stuff that you love about your culture, but you feel shame because it's othered. And but to have that played out in a Ramadan night market... Is profoundly wrong. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you're coming to this event to try new food. So why would you be hostile to new food? It just seems oxymoronic to me. Now, you've written an article this year, and I I, I salute you, Salia, and your your desire here to offer assistance. Yeah, look, I want it to get better. This one is titled, How to Enjoy Sydney's Ramadan Night Markets Without Being Disrespectful. What would you like people to take from that? How should people approach those markets in in a more respectful way? I think you mentioned earlier, be curious. It's okay to not know everything, but Mm. you have to be open to learning. You have to be open to understanding new cultures. I think the first one is to be curious. And the second one is to be respectful, even if you don't love this rule, for example. So something that I think brushed people the wrong way was in that article I wrote, I mentioned that a lot of Muslims don't like touching dogs when they're going to pray because there's an ablution that we perform before we pray and some people believe that touching a dog breaks that ablution. Not everybody believes the same thing because there is a diversity of thought among Muslims, but I would say that a lot of people believe that and enough that I would recommend not bringing your dog to the Ramadan night markets because in a lot of kind of Islamic thought, you don't really bring dogs into places of worship or places of significance religiously. And to me, that seems like a fair ask. And also, I didn't organise the market, so it's not like this is a hard and fast rule that you have to obey. This is just my suggestion (laughs) as a Muslim person that lives in Sydney and goes to the Ramadan night markets. But a lot of people were quite offended by that, and that's kind of where they drew the line. They were like, you know what? I respect your food, but I don't respect you telling me where I can or can't bring my dog. And, you know, that's so offensive. But it's like you, you want to enter a space with multiple cultures. You're going to come across different cultural expectations. And you should be respectful of those if you want to partake in these cultures. You can't really pick and choose like that. So I feel like there needs to be A, curiosity and a willingness to learn. And then B, once you have that information, a willingness to respect it and actually listen to it and not throw it away just because it's not what you wanted to hear. That thing of curiosity is so important because I think often when people are rude, it's based on an ignorance. It's based on a feeling of insecurity because you don't know what's going on. 
And that's okay to not know what's going on. Be curious and find out about it. Yeah, like I think if you're going to go to Ramadan night markets, like learn about Ramadan, learn about what Muslim people do in this month, learn about what kind of cultures are there, learn about what's acceptable to them and not acceptable to them. I can't see myself entering a cultural space that I don't know anything about and then being rude to everybody about it. Like that's just so wild to me. I wouldn't behave it's that way. It's a perverse way. response. <laughs> yeah, like that shouldn't be your first response, shouldn't be defensiveness and anger when a culture that is different to yours. Shock horror, it's different to yours. Like, that should be expected. Salia, thank you. Beautifully explained, and, and I, I hope that um, the promise of deep-fried entrees will sustain Absolutely you. Absolutely, it will. <laughs> the coming hours of this Thanks day. Thanks so much for having me. Our, our absolute pleasure. Salia is a, a journalist with Pedestrian TV, and she has a podcast. Here's the Thing, though, is what it's called, and she's written about the, the Lakemba Ramadan markets. Uh, we'll put links to those pieces by Salia on the Blueprint page the Radio National website. This is Blueprint. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.